0: Good morning morning. very nice to meet you it's a real pleasure uh, for me to be part of the football team uh, and i might even say a bigger pleasure to to come here uh, and join with you this morning thank you Um, stuart uh stuart's been telling me about what you're doing as a church and how the strapline is a very beautiful one i mean if it was real for me i'd be thrilled if this was my life loving god and loving people I mean, if you can live like that, you're all right, aren't you? And it's pretty decent. Um, and there's a lovely vibe, Bible verse behind that, isn't there? That you should love God. This is the design for being a woman or a man in the world. We were made to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, every bit of us, and to love our neighbor as ourself. So it's a very, it's a very lovely vision for a church to have right here. Uh, And it's a lovely one to hear about. So what I've chosen today is is three words uh, from a letter written by uh, the Apostle Paul to a church. Uh, And and, um, he spends quite a lot of time explaining why following Jesus and how you learn to follow Jesus and what Jesus has done for human beings by dying on the cross and smashing death so that he can be our friend. He can be our savior and our friend. And then in the letter, he goes on to talk about living the Christian life and what difference it means when God is in your life through Jesus Christ. And so there are three little words that I think can help us here to think about this. So they are pray, play, and say. So you'll know when I'm about to finish because it'll be the third word. Uh, so you'll know we're done. Uh, so the first word is is Pray. You see the line there that uh, Paul writes, devote yourselves to prayer. Now, there's a few ideas behind that word. Number one, some people in this room will say, well, I pray, and others, and I pray, and I know, I'm pretty sure I know who I'm praying to because I believe in God. Now, to many of you, of course, that'll be such an obvious thing for me to say, that it's almost ridiculous. You're in church on Sunday morning, you say, of course, I believe in God. Um, But of course... You know, I spend my life working in football. Many, many people, who are very good friends of mine would say, no, I, I don't believe in God. Well, I believe in something. I mean, there might be something there, but not, not somebody who I could really, really be serious about. So it's a very, very profound thing when a woman or a man can say, I actually know the creator of the universe personally. I know he loves me. I know he's my friend. I know he would do anything for me. So if you're a woman or a man in the room today, you can say, I know that's me. It's a very, very privileged place to be, isn't it? The intimacy of somebody who loves you so much, who made billions of galaxies. So when it says pray to the Christian, it's a word that's often, often, we, we know it so well, whether we go to church or not. But just look at the line now. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. There's a few big ideas in there. Devote means to want to do it a lot. When you're driving the car, when you're at work, when you're having a shower, when you're in the middle of a football match, to think I can talk to God. I find the best time to realize I can talk to God is if I'm not being very polite to my lovely wife Michelle. I'm being rude or lazy or something. Um, and it's amazing that I can talk to God and say, sorry, help me, help me to be a, a nicer husband. In the mid- you, you can talk to God any So devoted isn't something you better do it. Devoted is, wow, isn't it fantastic that in the middle of my exams or when I'm happy or crying or laughing, I can, in my mind, say to my creator, thank you, or help me, any time. My gosh. If the maker of the universe is on, on hand 24-7, however bad I'm being or good I'm being, wow. And how should we devote ourselves? Do you see that? How do you enjoy devoting yourselves? Being watchful and thankful. Now, now this helped me when I prepared the little talk. I, I said to myself, keep your eyes open, Graeme Daniels. Keep your eyes open. What can you watch out for when you talk to God? And how can you be thankful? So it was a lovely prayer, wasn't it, for the game today. But you, you know when you play, I'll, I'll give you a little insight into it uh, in case you're listening into the interview and thinking, I wonder what it feels like. When you're playing, a lot of the time, I always said something quite profound, pray that we might enjoy it. Y- you know why that is? Because if you're not winning or you feel you're playing badly, you actually feel terrible. It feels terrible. You feel embarrassed. You feel ashamed. You feel sad. If you don't get picked or you get injured, you feel really, really rubbish. So actually for somebody to know there's a God who loves them and to be able to say to God when they don't play well or when it's not going well, please, Lord, let me be thankful that I'm fit enough to play and able to play. So let's move from football for a moment now. In everyday life, when you talk to God, the chance to say, Thank you. Thanks for this. Thanks for helping me. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for giving me friends. Thanks for giving me somewhere to go today. Thanks for this church. Thanks for my neighbor who's been kind to me. It's, a, it's so simple, isn't it? It's such a simple thing. You think, Don't be so simplistic, but it's very, very profound. And I think think it makes you profound, because if we go to the next word, play, of course I've used the words to describe the three sentences, which come as one long one, as it were. So he writes to the Christians in Colossae, devote yourselves to prayer, talk to God, be glad you can, and watch out and be grateful. Next. He goes on to say, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. First of all, he says, be wise. Don't worry, Liz isn't offended. She has to open the changing rooms for everybody to arrive. Um, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Now, let's think about this instruction for living as a Christian. And if you're not a Christian, this is an insight into what it looks like to be a Christian. So first of all, then, if you trust that God sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross, instead of you, because it ought to be you and I, who face the punishment, because of course, we've all done terrible things this week. I mean, I've murdered anyone, I hope. But you know, I don't fancy telling you the five worst things I've thought about this week. Are you going to tell me? I'm not telling you the worst thing I've done either. I mean, everybody knows we fail. We fail all the time, not to shy away from that. But the whole point of God coming into the world was that one person has never failed, Jesus. Jesus never failed. And when he died on a cross, he died instead of all of us, every one of us, the worst or the best of us, so that we could have a new life, that God would forgive us, and he would come to live with us, and so we can talk to him. So what does it look like for the way you live? I've called it play because of sport, but of course you can play in all your hobbies, the knitting club, Uh, community lunch, isn't it? go for a walk, hanging out with your friends. You can play in all sorts of ways. Football's just one of them. How do you play? Oh, lovely words. Be wise in the way you act towards somebody who doesn't share your faith. How do you be wise in the way you act towards somebody who would say, I'm not a Christian? I'm really glad I met somebody when I was in year 10 at school. Uh, I was picked for my school cricket team, not because I was good, but because a boy was sick five minutes before the bus was meant to leave. And they knew I was so keen. I always had kit with me. So I jumped on the bus with boys I didn't know because they were a bit older. And I went to the game and it was 50 miles away uh, in Cardiff from my hometown. And so we got to the game and because I was the youngest boy and I was only there to make up the numbers, I didn't bat and I didn't bowl. Uh, And I don't suppose many people like cricket, but if you do, I was third man and long leg, which means I was in the position where I would never touch the ball. (laughs) Nevertheless, on the way home from the game, the captain of the team was very kind because he sat by the boy who was picked to make up the numbers. But he was much older than me. I was in year 10. He was in what's now year 13. So that's very old. He was 18. I mean, 18, he was ancient. In fact, he was so old, he nearly had a beard. And he was the best athlete at school. Um, And he sat next to me and it was a Monday and we were 50 miles from home. And on the way back, um, he said to me, what did you do at the weekend? I said, oh, I I played cricket Saturday, but of course it was forever ago. It was the 1970s. Uh, So there was nothing on Sundays, nothing, than church. So so, uh, I said, oh, I did nothing Sunday because there was nothing on, no sport, nothing. I said, what did you do at the weekend? He said, oh, I played cricket Saturday, and I went to church Sunday. I couldn't believe it. He was the king of school. I said, what did you go to church for? Are you mad? What do you go to church for? And he said to me, well, I go to church because I follow Jesus. And he blushed. He colored up. He was embarrassed. I found out six years later, when I had be- become a follower of Jesus myself, That that boy, he was 18, just turned 18, he'd been to church the day before and he'd heard a talk about just enjoying your life, enjoying your hobbies, getting stuck in, knowing God gave you your life and your hobbies and your jobs and it would be good to be wise in the way you act towards people who aren't a Christian and the kindest thing you could ever do is say something about being a Christian, say something about your belief and, that, and his dad told me, six years later, I met his father. And his father told me that on that day, he'd come home from the cricket match. And his dad said, how did it go, son? And he said, uh, okay, dad. He said, well, you don't look very happy. Were you out quickly? He said, well, no, I scored 90. He said, did you take any wickets? Five, in case you don't know, that's an awful lot. And his dad said, why are you so upset? He said, well... He said, there was this boy on the bus. We had to take this boy because we were short of players. Uh, So I sat with him on the way back. And you know that sermon, he said he had said to his dad, we had a sermon in church about just being glad you're a Christian and being wise enough to say something to somebody about what God has done in your life, even a couple of words, and you never know if it changes somebody's life. So dad, he said, this boy, I asked him what he did that weekend. He asked me. Then he asked me what I did on Sunday, and Daddy said, I was useless. I was the worst person ever to tell anyone anything about Christianity. He said to me, the boy said to me, what did you do Sunday? And I said, I went to church because I followed Jesus, and Dad, I blushed like a five-year-old. And his dad said, what did the boy do next? Me. He said he never talked to me for 45 miles which I didn't, I thought he was a maniac. (laughs) What's the point of that? The point of that is, be wise in the way you act towards somebody who hasn't had the privilege of meeting somebody who's a Christian. If you're not a Christian this morning, might I say, it's not about being awkward or difficult or noisy to people or, or embarrassing people. And to the Christian, can I say, Everybody's a bit scared of doing it. I mean, I've rarely met anyone who who enjoys because they think people won't respect them if they're a Christian. But you know and I know if you are a Christian, if you ever met somebody and you didn't know any Christians and you met them and you liked the way they were and you knew they had their weaknesses, because everybody does, but you saw something different in them. It's a very lovely thing, isn't it? When somebody meets somebody who's just... Aware that they're a failure themselves before God, but aware that God loves them. You may think if you're a Christian, you're not very kind, but I can guarantee you this, there'll be a kindness that's in you that wouldn't be there without Jesus. There's a willingness to be generous to other people and to listen that God gives you through a faith in Jesus, which is very beautiful. So Paul says, talk to God, be thankful, keep your eyes open. Be generous in the way you act towards people, not because you're capable of it, because Jesus lives in you. Make the most of every opportunity. You see, whatever your hobby is, whatever your job is, whether you're at school or college, wherever you're going tomorrow, wherever you're doing in 24 hours, you'll be, there's a chance you'll be with someone doing something somewhere. And at that moment, if you become a Christian or if you are a Christian, You'll be doing things that God made you able to do. You'll know it, and you'll be with people who are presumably quite glad to be with you because they're with you at that moment. Well, play properly. Play well. And finally, say. Paul says, from the beginning then, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. And let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So last couple of lines then. What does it look like to say something about Jesus? What does it look like to carefully and kindly say something about going to church or believing in God or following Jesus when you have never, not really used to doing it? Well, this line for me is very exciting. Conversation there doesn't just mean talking. It means the way you live. Look at it. Let the way you live and talk be full of grace. Grace just means undeserved favor. If somebody lets you down, you don't give them a massive row and tell everybody what a waster they are. You're just gracious. You say, I wish you hadn't let me down. But come on, let's start again. I know that's not easy, but graciousness is lovely. When you're not picked in sport, when you're injured, when it goes wrong, The first thing we all want to do, and I'm sure it's in every other walk of life, is tell somebody else how hopeless the person who should have done it properly is. When that person's not there, oh, he's useless, isn't he? Honestly, let me down again. Seriously. The best thing to do is to keep your mouth shut, is not it? And if you've got something, not got something nice to say about somebody, don't say it at all. We all know people who we respect by the way they walk and talk and behave. What God wants to do in a human being like us by giving us his spirit through trusting in Jesus is to make us women and men who are, who are able to have behaviors that are just better at being normal. I think if you are to describe being a Christian, for me, it would be better at being normal. Do you, you understand what I mean like that? Just Jesus makes me a bit kinder, a bit, a bit less of a backstabber, a bit less of a gossip, a bit more of a gentle human being for all my brokenness let your conversation be full of grace seasoned with salt now you know salt is tasty isn't it and salt doesn't have sting when you put it on a cut that's right isn't it so if you, if jesus comes to live in us he wants to make us tasty so oh, i like being with her she's nice oh he's a good bloke him he's all right i mean he's got his weaknesses. But he's a good, I like him, he's all right. You can, you can trust him mostly, he's a good bloke. Full of salt, tasty. Oh, but he tells the truth. Oh, he won't talk behind your back. Oh no, she won't go behind your back, she'll say to your face. You, you won't hear her gossiping about you. Oh, that's lovely in a human being too. Let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt. Last line, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And we say, wait a minute. What? If I was to ever say something about being a Christian to anyone, what if they asked a question I didn't understand the answer to? Isn't it? That's what I'm always scared of. You think, well, they're all cleverer than me. They'll ask a question. I'll be stuffed. He says, no, no. The way you answer everyone is to live like this. If if Jesus changes you to be a woman or a man who's being... Change to be a different human being and a bit more generous and a bit more kind and a bit more better at being normal, here's what happens. People will ask you a question and you won't need a clever answer. They'll just say, why did you do that? Or why didn't you do that when everybody else did it? And you'll say like my stumbling friend because I followed Jesus. And somebody goes, oh, fair play. She's a bit mad, but I do like her. And she does seem a bit more content." than some people I know. Well, that's it. That's his story. That's a pray, play, say. So um, for Barnwell Baptist, as a, as a visiting guest, an honor to be with you. Loving God and loving people will definitely come from those three words, won't it? Uh, and that's what it means to, to live. I, I think being a Christian is a, is a most wonderful and beautiful thing. And one of the great joys, and the last comment from me, of meeting on a Sunday morning, if you're coming for the first time to church, perhaps, you might think, gosh, it's a funny old thing meeting together like that, all of us, and chatting and singing. And... But if you're used to it, you know it's great, isn't it? Because you get to see people, you get to see your friends, you get to turn your phone off, switch off for a bit, life becomes just about us lot, and oh, hiya, how are you? It's a very lovely thing. And when you walk out of church on a Sunday morning, you'll know this, won't you? You feel a bit more encouraged to get on with the week, to get on with knowing that you can be thankful and grateful to God and that you can get on with somebody who plays life and speaks in life well. And then, because we run out of energy, so we need to be back next week uh, because you run down not yet, and you need recharging. Well, why don't I say a prayer for us um, uh, in the light of this and then hand back to Stuart.